0: What's going on, guys? My name is David Gimson, I am the host and founder of this podcast, SIDCast, a podcast a resource dedicated to telling stories and sharing the experiences of the sports formation and athletic communications profession. Before we get any further into today's episode, I would like you to go over to iTunes or wherever you get this podcast and leave us a rating and review. It helps the show to grow up on the charts as well as continue to tell the SID story. Also, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SportsInfocast and sign up for a newsletter at sidcast.fireside.fm/newsletter. Now, let's get into today's conversation. Welcome back. It's been a Incredibly busy week. I you know for me, I'm sure for a lot of you, it's been about the same. So, uh, super happy to be here. And thank you, everybody, for uh, for listening in on Saturday. I know it was kind of a weird, weirder episode time to have uh, Saturday morning, but uh, you guys seem to like it nonetheless. So, um, we're going to hit you with another one here this Thursday, just like usual. And then to next week, we will not have an episode um, for one reason or another. I have a lot of things to do uh, next week. So um, you probably will not get anything from me next week, I'm thinking. If you do, then I'm surprising myself at this point. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to make you aware of that. Another little quick thing, and I promise to uh, make these intros quick because I know I ramble quite a bit. Uh, thank you to everyone who has joined uh, Speakeasy for Sport at the moment on our SID cast channel. Um, Speakeasy for Sport is my favorite kind of service because it is a 1,000% free. Uh, you wouldn't have it any other way over there. So, um, what it is, it's a it's a nice community way, community channel to where you all can come in. You can, um, basically get in using the SID cast code, and you can get that, uh, whether it be by DMing at speakeasy 4 over on Twitter, or you sign up for our newsletter, or you DM the show account at Sports Info Cast. So, um. That's how you get in. It'll verify who you are. That way I like that process because it means that not every Joe Schmo can come in and and talk uh you know anything about your job. It has to actually verify that it is in fact you. You do, in fact, work who you, for who you work for. And then you're into this community networking with people. Um, just like you would do a co-side, except this one's 24-7, 365 days a year. This is the first week that we are actually posting and going to be discussing some stuff over at Speakeasy for Sports. So, again, that is speakeasyforsports.com, speakeasyforsports.com. Again, this is more of a partnership, not really an ad. Um, I just really like the service. I like the the direction that it is going. I like what it can do for the show, and I'm super excited to see you all over there. So, again, speakeasyforsports.com. Uh, you click. I have my passcode after you DM either the show account or you see it over at uh, the newsletter, which you can do at sidcast.substack.com, or uh, you can DM speakeasy for sports at speakeasy for f o r, not like the number speakeasy for. So yeah, give that a follow, and I uh, will see you over there. This week we do have a IU-ish employee. Uh, actually, it is an IU employee, just under the umbrella. There are a ton of um, like satellite universities throughout Indiana. I think Indiana is really, really unique in the fact that um, a lot of our NAI schools, the the division that I am currently in now, um, have have a lot of ties with. Uh, their parent university being indiana university or purdue university they pretty much own that state whether it be regionally um at iu like this episode as you can tell by the tile iu south bend iu northwest iu PUI, iu southeast iu east all all sorts of things like that and then you also have the purdue branch which has purdue northwest a division two school uh, purdue fort wayne and i'm sure others so um yeah we have amy sinicola and she has been just about everywhere, to me at least. A lot of experiences, started with a student-athlete before venturing into the marketing and coaching space before uh, officially landing in the sports information field, just being able to work and flex her creative muscle a little bit. Uh, We talk a lot today about getting out of the rut, what's going on in your head if you're being too hard on yourself, because I know that myself and Amy both can attest to that. Uh, We're very critical on ourselves, so uh, it was a very, very appropriate topic in the time of... Um, when is it appropriate to be critical on yourself and when is it not? Measuring your days and wins and losses, because there's a lot of kids out there who do that. And I was I was one of them uh before I finally let go of, of that kind of chain that was on me. So um we talk a lot a lot today. Really enjoyed this conversation, I think you will too. Um so I guess I'll stop rambling. It's been about four minutes. So uh we will start episode one sixty two of SID cast with Amy Sinicola of the IU South Bend Titans and uh, her sport background growing up right here on S I D cast
1: So um, I am one of four kids in my family, and I'm kind of an accident child. Okay. So my parents are a little bit older, so I luckily had the opportunity to be able to, you know, play a lot of sports. My, my dad was basically retired, um, as I was growing up. Um, my mom was 41 when she had me wow. and my dad was 45. So, um, there was just a lot of opportunity. My siblings were a lot older, so sports wasn't a big thing for them yet. Um, that generation, um, because I'm current, I'm 38. My oldest brother is 50. <laughs> my, sister is 47 and my brother is 45. So there's a huge gap. Uh Um, and I just, since I was probably three, um, loved being outside, being active, playing soccer, playing basketball. So I played soccer and basketball my entire life, basically. Um, club, AAU. Um, so I didn't really know anything else besides that. Mm -hmm. Um, I played basketball and soccer in high school, Um, kind of was getting recruited more for soccer than basketball. Um, As I was getting older, so then I realized I I really wanted to focus on just my soccer abilities and going and playing at the um, college level. So um, I was looking at a few schools, ended up going to Liberty University, graduated in 2012. my undergrad in business marketing. So it was the cliche college athletics. You know, I wanted to get into sports marketing. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but not really um understanding what that looked like, um, or what I wanted to do or the avenue because you know I was just so focused on playing in college that, the whole like internship side of things never really crossed my mind because um, I'm a die-hard sports person. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and at the time, as I got older, I was thinking, considering playing professionally, um, but then ended up not. Long story short, it just kind of became a job for me and not something that I just really enjoyed doing every single day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I graduated, I moved back home to Michigan where I'm from, I'm um, in Grand Rapids and didn't really have a lot of, you know, I applied for marketing positions, um, but didn't really know again what that looked like. I, my parents, my family have um, a wholesale garden center product um, business in the area in Grand Rapids near Jenison, Michigan um and so I kind of started working there because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do um and then I actually also ended up speaking with um a soccer coach at Cornerstone University um the NII school in Grand Rapids and he asked me if I wanted to get into coaching and I thought okay you know maybe that would be something I'd be interested in doing um started coaching was there long story short for about four years Um, and was also the sports information director assistant. Um, Uh So basically, uh, Randy, the head coach, women's soccer at Cornerstone, was also the head sports information director. Mm. So me and him kind of tag-teamed all the SID duties, um, and I really kind of learned. I took my marketing brain um, and my passion for athletics and – really thought like i was like wow this is what sports information is i had really had no idea what it was i just kind of was like okay article read you know writing articles doing everything on the website and that's kind of what i thought it was and to be honest at the time back in 2012 was kind of just that yeah um i mean i look back at my experiences at liberty and compared to you know what it is now um and the just social media and how much has exploded and you know that wasn't even like that when i was in school um you know i didn't i think i got a twitter (laughs) right when it started in like Uh 2008 um like i don't even think liberty had like a social media platform when i was there they might have but it might have been facebook and that's it um so for me to be able to take all of my sports background and my passion for marketing um I really kind of made the department I got to do what I wanted um and so I think that's kind of where my passion grew and I was like oh I really want to get into this um you didn't know everyone that's probably even listening and you probably understand athletics is a grind and it takes a very unique and special person to work in athletics the hours um the little pay (laughs) that we get that I well, after <laughs> yeah after about two years of doing both coaching and sports info, I kind of started to get worn out, um, and wasn't sure that was the direction I wanted to go in doing mm. both at least. So I financially chose the other direction and started working with my family, um, doing marketing and stuff. Um, but I also was doing coaching on the side with cornerstone still for about two years. And then I realized that that also was not my passion. Coaching was more or less, I missed it cause I missed playing. Um, I loved my athletes and I loved the girls. Um, I loved being that mentor, but I think that was when I really realized I needed to get out of marketing. That wasn't athletics. I wanted to get back into athletics And I wanted to get out of coaching because I was doing it for the wrong reasons. I was Mm -hmm. doing it because I missed it and I wanted to keep playing. Um, But then also realized the impact as SIDs that we can have for student athletes. And that's when I really realized, you know, this is my passion is to be able to market the student athletes as best as possible. Um, You know, making their student athlete experience um, one that they'll never forget because Mm -hmm. that is something, I mean, I, cherish a lot um i think we all do if we all were athletes at one point being a part of a team and being a part of something bigger and i think that's when i just realized a light bulb clicked a little too maybe not too late but a little later than normal no. people
0: yeah i think one thing i was gonna just say is that like you gave yourself time when if you weren't sure of something like you just went you just went with it you tried different things um a lot of people like they're fearful of, of quote unquote throwing away their degree because just cause like it's not what they enjoyed or not what they thought it would be. And that's perfectly fine because like you still got the time you give yourself the time you give yourself to work on stuff and, and you give yourself the opportunity to figure things out. I mean, there's always going to be something for you out there. Like you're not made for nothing, you know, you're made for yeah. something and that's what you took. You took the, the coaching, you liked being a mentor. And I was just thinking, you don't, you don't lose that being an SID. So that that's all I was gonna say about it.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, it's crazy how we learn in our career, right? Mm. You know, i I didn't even realize like the whole graphic design side of things and the video editing and um you know that's something that I try to do every single day is be better at what I'm currently doing and what what can I be better at? Um or you know, how can I better market our, our athletics department? What unique ways? And, and that's something I learned going to Western Michigan as a grad assistant. And that's kind of where I ended up um, was I was at Western Michigan for three years. Ended up being a dobo for a hot second. Okay. <laughs> um, because my wonderful women's basketball coach, Shane Cliffall, at Western Michigan, our dobo left like a month before season started. And I was into my second year as a GA and he's like, Amy, we love you. Like the girls love you. I need someone. I think you could do it. And I was like, okay, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it was nice, but I mean, I, I missed, and again, that's, I missed the whole sports info, but I was also able to, you know, do some like recruiting um, material, like graphics and stuff. So I brought what I had learned or was learning um, to that role that
0: side of things. Um, and then obviously I'm here, so. Obviously I've never been a coach and I know a lot of, a lot of SIDs that listen to this have never been coaches. I know some of them are coaches, you know, part-time at high school levels or something like that, but you, you're a full-blown assistant coach. You worked with a GA under a coach a little bit, uh, assistant to them. So knowing what you know about that world and about what they demand and about what, is needed and required to build a program like that. How does that translate for your work as an SID for those that don't know?
1: Yeah. So and that's like something, it's very interesting because that's something I do like to pitch and really highlight when I'm in job interviews too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and I hear my secrets out, <laughs> but, um, it's like, you know, I've been a student athlete. I've been a, um, coach, and I've been an SID so and also fun facts my wife is a coach so (laughs) I can't can't get out I have a little bit of everything so you know it's for me I really pride myself on my relationships with my coaches and what they want out of their program um, and what they want to see whether that's you know hey you can pitch, you know, this is what I can bring to you, and this is what you can pitch to your recruits, Mm -hmm. Um, because what we do, too, is also a recruiting tool for our coaches, so that's something that's really important for what I do is that really good relationship with coaches, and, you know, I I think I can just relate to the student-athletes having been a student-athlete as well myself, Um, so I think I don't really remember your question, but (laughs) that's kind of my my little i guess my niche my my things that i pitch Mm -hmm. um because i've been a little bit of everything um so yeah
0: how do you think that that benefits like everybody in this because now because now you're in a a position like you said you you know relationships you know how to speak everybody's language in this i mean you're 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 in a great position to have this so um me obviously not everybody can gain the you know go coach or go you know be a marketing assistant or go do this go do that but we can do little jobs and we can volunteer to do different things so how can people gain that perspective without basically without the work without your experience in it
1: that's a great question
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> man I feel like I'm in an area right now um <laughs> man never been asked that one
0: yeah and i can't wait to hire people because they're not gonna know how to answer anything so i'm I'm excited
1: (laughs) no you know i think and again i think it's for me and if i weren't a coach prior or a student athlete um i think the most important thing is to be around right like Mm -hmm. being at practices um really getting to understand your coach's personalities um, what, how they coach, you know, one coach might be on one side of the spectrum of, you know, how they get things out of their student athletes, right? Whether that's the yelling side of things or, you know, different ways of coaching, there's a whole wide range of them. Mm-hmm. So I think what's really important is if you haven't been a coach is like, Hey, let's, let's go down a let's go down go down to practice. Let's see how my women's basketball coach is around, you know, his athletes, um how are they responding to that um and maybe that's the you know he can really grab their attention so maybe that's like something that I need to do for my side of things is that's how I need to treat his athletes because that's what they're used to um and even then that also brings a side of you know if I've never been a student athlete so I'm around that and I start to really understand each kid's personality because like for me that's the biggest thing I mean everyone will probably attest to this this, is your relationship with the student athletes with the coaches um just really gaining their trust knowing that you know that the coaches know that you are always going to have their backs like I'm not going to talk behind their backs to the student athletes but I'm going to do absolutely everything that I can for their program and you know to 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 pump out whatever they want on social media or, you know, something different that makes, you know, my women's basketball team unique compared to my men's basketball team. Um, There's just so many personalities. And I think the biggest thing, if you've not had experience in coaching or being a student athlete, is just being around and showing that you care and showing that you want to really like promote them and do what's best for them and not for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking, because it kills me sometimes when I see SIDs or anybody really say, like, oh, you go to practice, oh, you get to go to practice. Guess what? I guess what I'm doing Wednesday at 3 o'clock and 4.30 in the afternoon, I'm going to be out at football practice, defense, and offense. Like, that's what I'm doing. And I think a lot of people kind of get into their their own little scope of, like, what they're comfortable with. And, And if they haven't, if you've been at a place for any period of time and you've never been out of practice or anything... And you're like, oh, they're going to look at me funny. Or what are they going to think? Like, no, no, duh, they're going to look at you funny. You've never been out there before. You've never done it work before. So um, it's breaking through that barrier, I feel like, of comfort for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I like to think of your office, you know, if, if you're a one-man shop, I mean, we here we've got the benefit of having a couple of different people with a vastly different personality types uh, in our office. So we've got a little bit of a mix of everything, but for one-man shops, for two-man shops, uh. I feel like your office is kind of the scope of your your mentality and even maybe the scope of your what you're comfortable with scope of what um you're willing to do so um how do you think people can break through that little barrier a little bit just to to make that extra step to get out of the office to to be more present around their program? Well
1: for me, that's not hard because I love to just be right. out there anyway, yeah. <laughs> but um you know. I love for those moments when I can get out of the office and not sit in my chair, but, um, you know, I think the biggest thing, I mean, even things like this, right. Is like really pushing your comfort level of doing things you've never done before. I and mean, let's be honest, I haven't really done many podcasts, so mm-hmm. this is something that I'm not used to doing. Um, but it is also like I'm calling, you know, old work co- co- coworkers from, Western Michigan from Cornerstone like when I'm trying to get out of that bubble of like I'm having you know like I'm in a rut I don't know what else to do like I've done so much like what else can I do differently what can I what can I do differently um that's something I'm working on right now is I'm going on year two at IUSB and so what can I do differently that I didn't do last year and obviously this year for everyone it's different and things are going to look different with COVID and Um, but you know, what, what can I do differently that not everyone's doing, but then also, you know, really just communicating with other SIDs and not even SIDs, like coaches, you know, I mean, it's great. Like me and my wife can sit down at the dinner table and talk about, you know, what she likes to see in her program. Um, you know, I'm like, Oh, you know, I never really thought about that. Right. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, some of the things that she might bring up that I never really thought of because, I'm not a coach anymore in my world. My head's not in that world. Um, so, again, that would be something is, like, sitting down with your coaches and saying, what do you want? What, what do you want from this year, from your program? Um, you know, instead of just the cliche, hey, let me know any featured stories. You know, yeah. like, it's, it's really just, like, getting to know, again, going kind of back to, like, the programs and what they're looking for. And I think that's the biggest thing.
0: Let's talk about that rut for a minute, because I think we're, we're all kind of stuck in there at, at the moment, or at least some of us are, are getting out of it, or some of us are just spinning our wheels. So, um, I like what you said about what can I do differently, what, what could be done differently. Um, a little cautious there, because like you don't want to make change for change's sake, right? You got to be strategic about what you change. So, um, how do you evaluate that for yourself and for your department, and uh, how do you plan on doing it moving forward?
1: Yeah, like you said, it's not doing change just to say you changed, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I want to keep things similar brand-wise. I mean, I'm sure you can attest to that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's, you know, what, for me, you can only do so many, like, same hype videos. um, (laughs) The same, like, oh, here comes a team out of the locker room. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but, like, how, how can you... You know what can i, I could still do the same thing or like hey the team's traveling you know i want to do some stuff for them on you know their travel there whatever but like how can that look different i guess mm-hmm. um is how i'm more how or less can it be evaluating different correct yes. yes um so like but uh, for instance um this past march when our men's basketball team for the first time went to the national tournament um we you know i I traveled with them which was great because i'm the i'm a one-man shop here so i don't get to travel with our teams a lot as much as i would like to um so i got to go with them and i and i knew the guys pretty well um but to like really like be on a bus with them is a lot different um but for me it was like okay what can i do differently than just the the videos of you know hey this is us traveling to to south dakota So I took my GoPro and gave it to some of my guys and was like, hey, you know, film some of what you're doing as we travel. So for me, it's like, again, how can you deliver it differently? Because I also think it's important to deliver things differently because your student athletes like change. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Like. They like to be involved in that kind of stuff. So I think that's how I evaluate it, too, is, you know, what kind of interactions am I getting? Um, Especially at our level, the interactions, really, what are our student-athletes doing with what we're posting? Um, What are our parents doing with what we're posting? We're not getting a lot of, you know, we're not power five schools. Right. So where it's like, you know, how how are our student athletes responding to what I'm putting out? I think that's kind of how we evaluate it. Um, and also, you know, the guy before me, Tom Norris, he's great, and I've learned a lot from him. Um, he was also more in charge of our student activity center, which is open to the public. So when I came in and took over his position, it's a little bit different of a role. So I'm in here bringing in more graphics, more, you know, social media content Mm -hmm. um so right now it everyone's loving it because you know it's new stuff and they're getting attention which is great but then now I'm trying to evaluate what can I do different or do the same thing but deliver differently so that's kind of I guess how I'm evaluating it
0: I think also having the dialogue with your student-athletes too of like what do you want to see what do you want to do because I fully intend because that's what I did at IU was just I gave, I use this as an example all the time. I'm sure people are sick and tired, especially at Madonna, me talking about it. But when we had our locker room reveal over at IU for football, I gave my phone to one of our wide receivers. and I didn't have my phone for 30 minutes because he was just going I'll around. <laughs> yeah, he was just going around. He was having the time of his life, just like, you know, selfie videos and stuff. He's like, look at this, look at this. So what I did today also, because that's the reason I was late, is because um I had a football meeting to be at with, you know, the position groups and everything tell them about, you know, please don't be an idiot. Please don't be an idiot on social media. But um, I told them, if you guys have any ideas, if you guys want to do something, if you, if you see a video the NFL does, if you see a video that Michigan does, if you see a video that a rival school does, let us know. And, we, and one, well, we might not be able to completely replicate it, whether it be trad- trademark or resources, but we might be able to scale it down and help us out in the way that it is. I think that that is also another uh, avenue that we could go. Um, not just like – because I, I feel like sometimes people get hired or they're hiring student workers or anything like that to do specific things so that they don't have to do it. And I think that that's a dangerous game that they play too. So it's just my thought. Yeah,
1: for sure. It's funny you say that because I just had a men's basketball player. He was like, Amy, can we do this? Because he saw something. And, and I think that is so important. And I love that I have that relationship with our student-athletes that they feel comfortable coming to me and just saying hey can we do this like let's do this and and I love it because again like you said I'm a one-man shop and so I have to find different ways to get out of my bubble mm-hmm. of doing the same stuff and when you know I've got kids that are want to be creative and kids nowadays I say kids I'm feeling very old <laughs> student athletes nowadays are you know they're creative mm-hmm. they're on social media they see so many things and I think that's also, and I'm sure you probably feel the same way. Even though we're at the NAI level, like I want to be able to pump out as cool stuff as what Notre Dame is five minutes down the road. You know, we're not Notre Dame, but I want to be able to give our student athletes the same experience as much as I possibly can. Um, you know, just like what my wife's kids are doing. You know, it's, mm-hmm. that's that's what I want.
0: I think yeah, I think people kind of underestimate what your student athletes can do for you. Yeah, there's that little fine line of like, what can I do to where they're not, you know, acting like an idiot and what can I do to where it shows something valuable and stuff. Like I can't wait for Wednesday because when those guys come on the field, I'm tossing my phone to somebody and I'm saying like, say hi to your fans. And and yeah, I think that that's, it's fun to see. It's fun the conversations to have. And yeah, because yeah, everybody wants, because I still want to be as good of a designer as Brandon Spahn, right? at IU. I'm not even close, okay? <laughs> I can just put shapes, I like it. Yeah, it looks okay, but like there's no way I'm ever gonna get to that. So maybe, what is that like mentally for you when you see things like that to where maybe you get frustrated on the inside and say, oh, I wish I could really do that. But um, how do you work through those, those emotions and those thoughts a little bit? Yeah, that, that is hard
1: because I'm a, I'm a self, self-taught graphic mm-hmm. design self-taught YouTube or, um YouTube video University
0: is what I call it
1: YouTube. yep yeah. <laughs> um but you know like I've I mean shoot I, I look back at what I did five years ago and I laugh because I'm like man I thought that was good <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but I feel like I've come a long way a long ways but like you said I, I did not take a single graphic design class in my life mm-hmm. um so some of the really really cool stuff I just I mean, I think a lot of people around here think that it's cool, but I'm pretty hard on myself too. Um, oh, yeah. And like I said, I'm always trying to be better at my job, so I'm always trying to learn. And I've got a good, good friend of mine at Western. Shout out to Nate Palkowski. Um, He's a great graphic designer, so I'm always like, "Hey, how do you do this?" <laughs> you know, but it is, it is frustrating because I, I wish I could be at that level sometimes because it is something that I really enjoy doing. Um, but I also know that I just, I'm just never going to get there. Like I have not taken any classes and if I really want to get there, I, I can't be, I guess where I'm at because I have so many hats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I've, I'm sure, you know, but you know, I'm, I'm facilities operator, so I'm setting up and tearing down for every home event I'm game day management, so I'm taking care of anything that's going on on the stands. Meanwhile, I'm also taking stats during the game and trying to tweet. And, you know, I just, for me, yeah, I can get those general templates, um, game days, in-game stuff, like that kind of graphic, final graphics, you know, fun featured graphics if I know it's coming up. But it's just I, I don't I can't spend a whole day on something that's really awesome so I have to somehow find a happy medium of okay I really like this it's good content it's good for you know our school and our athletes and I have to be okay with that um but again I'm, I'm pretty hard on myself
0: yeah so. how does that look like for you because I think it was a couple episodes ago I say a couple it was probably a couple months ago that's how fast it goes by for me but um <laughs> What I used to do when I, was, when I was younger, kind of as an intern, um, and I would go to a game and I would stat the game. That would be about all I did when I was younger. So, what I used to do um, when people would ask me, you know, how was the game? I would say I did good or I did bad as far as how I started the game. Imagine thinking that at 20, 21 years old, you're, you're like, you measured your day in wins and losses. Mm hmm. So how do you work through that, being hard on yourself? Because I'm the exact same way, but I, I'm trying to be, me personally, I'm trying to dance the fine line between like being too lean with myself and being too harsh on myself while trying to find a happy medium. So how, what does that look like for you maybe? I, I mean, I don't know. I'll try and speak on it too.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm a words of affirmation person. So, <laughs> and being able to talk things out. So it's, it's really healthy for me to be You know, me and my wife do it every, well, not every night, but, you know, we, we go to each other and it's like, Hey, this was my day. This is what I'm frustrated with. This is what I, you know, I just didn't have a good day today. Right. Mm -hmm. But then her, her side of things is Amy, this is what all you've done. This is like, take a look, take back at, you know, what you used to do or, you know, it's okay to have a bad day (laughs) or it's okay to have an off day. Maybe Mm -hmm. I guess, you know, and like, what am I going to do tomorrow to, to be better um, whether that's like in my job or just to be better, like not being hard on myself. Um, and I think we we both it's a give and take in our relationship because I do the same thing for her because she's a little bit the same way as oh you know I we didn't have a good practice today we didn't get what we wanted out of it right um, and then I have a different look on it because I'm not there all the time um, and I'm not the coach. So I might have a different view on it. And then she's like, okay, I understand what you're saying. So I think it's really important to be able to, whether that's a, a spouse or a relationship person that you have, or it's a friend or another colleague, you know, it's, it's being able to share your feelings mm-hmm. really helps too. Um, I know sometimes I'm also hard headed though, and I don't take feedback <laughs> very well. So that is something I am really trying to focus on. And I think what really makes me happy is even though I might not think I had a good stat, like I didn't stat well today, or, you know, I didn't run the game well. I'm really hard on myself on that um, because I don't have a lot of pass experience, um, you know. So I think I'm very hard on myself on that that aspect. Um, And so it's just taking what happened that day and being like okay I really have to focus on making it better the next time um and being you know something happened at our men's basketball game and no one knew about it and I was complaining about it with our assistant men's basketball coach and he's like Amy I didn't even notice it so it's fine let it go Mm -hmm. you know so I think that's that's I guess for me is being able to communicate because yeah I'm hard
0: on myself. <laughs> yeah, I think the uh the, you start something by saying I feel is is a good way to start. Uh, I started doing the same thing just because I I wouldn't want to talk about it just because that's that's who I was, um and I just remember, and you were telling your story. I just remember when I, was, when I was in high school and I was I was running, um, it was like my sophomore year or something like that. So I was, what sixteen something like that, um, but coach comes up to me. He goes, David, you need to get second in this race and i'm a, I'm a long distance guy so i was running two mile and i was like man these kids are ranked but i'll give it a shot so when i really wanted to win i really wanted to beat them i got fourth but i pr'd by 30 seconds and i was pissed off that i got fourth and i was like what a, the way i was so like you know working through the emotions and working through being able to tell you know Tell your colleague, tell your coworker, because I, I tell that to Zach all the time. When he when he says I have an idea, and I'm like I feel like X, Y, and Z, but this isn't gonna work. I feel like we could do it differently. Um, that's a good way to start. Even with your spouse, it's an excellent way to start. Because uh, without communication, man, you're just gonna you know hit your head into a brick wall all the time. Um, but yeah, I, I I like I like working through it. I like uh, being able to know that the sun's going to come up with or without you. And, you. and you could either be dragged along with it or you could clean slate for the next day. And that's the way that I think about it. So yeah. Take it for what
1: you want. And I, I say all these things. Like you're, you're talking to the 30 year old Amy. Mm. You, you should ask me this about at age 21. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Though, so I would, I would have been the same way. I don't talk about it or I was very hard on myself on the, on the soccer field, very hard on myself on the soccer field. So you know, I've I've learned a lot and have been able to process how I'm feeling a little bit more, mm-hmm. and and better than what I was nine years ago. Um, but it's still hard. I mean, we all have our days. You know, it's. But then again, I think what keeps me going is to seeing my student athletes happy mm-hmm. and like really enjoying the time that they have with me, and you know, coming in and popping in in my office and being able to just chat for a little bit and you know that relationship and that that I have and you know knowing that I'm making their experience as best as I possibly can and I think that's also hard too is I'm hard on myself cuz then I think well maybe I'm not giving them the best experience mm-hmm. but with how they respond to you know graphics I put out or videos or whatever and then they say oh my gosh it's so awesome then I'm like okay you know I am doing a good job and I have to remind myself of that, um, which goes back to words of affirmation and (laughs) getting that from the student athletes. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, um, I wanted to talk to you about one more thing before we got to move on here. Um, Working on the, under the IU umbrella, I mean, it's a little bit different uh, because we're satellite schools, obviously. And some places like Indiana, there's, what, one community college? I'm thinking just, you know, just out of, out of the top of my head, one community college that actually plays sports, but there's a ton of NAI. And then you go up to a place like Michigan to where there's a ton of community college and a handful of NAI. So talk about being a small school that's working under a large umbrella and how that kind of reciprocates itself. Um, maybe the working relationship with that a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, because I've, I've never... Um been in, in something like an experience like this, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, basically whatever school I was at, it was, we were not under anything else. Right. Um, so, you know, at Western it was, Hey, you know, I have a question for the business office or, you know, what marketing about branding or something. It's, I literally go across the hallway, <laughs> um, where here it's, it's definitely, it has its challenges, um, you know, with, I mean, I just had this, this, this situation, you know, with uh, our new website that just came out, and making sure that we had the right font. And you know, normally it's, hey, marketing across the hall, how come this isn't working? Or I need the the font files or whatever. Um, where that's definitely is, I go to the marketing here and then they go to the marketing in IU. So it's, you know, it's, or the regionally. It, so it definitely has its hurdles, but it also, I know it's nice to be, I guess, as a smaller school. Um, I don't want to use the word protected, but like, I know that a bigger school has our best interests.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay
1: if that makes sense mm-hmm. so that's it's nice at a smaller level um that you know i still believes that we're important you know And not that smaller schools aren't but like you know at, at a division one ncaa level it's nice to have that and it's nice to be able to have people advocate for us at a at a higher level um if that makes sense mm-hmm. and it definitely again like i said it is a whole different world <laughs> because of the people that I have to communicate with. But it's also nice because then it, for me, I can network myself more too, not only just at our school. You know, we've got IU Kokomo, IU Northwest, say? Yeah. all the IU. So, you know, I can I have so many other people that I can relate to um, and communicate with, and then even at the, at the Bloomington level. So, it's it's different, but I enjoy
0: it. It's yeah. nice. Yeah, I was gonna say like for those that don't know, like the state of Indiana itself is like a satellite campus, like Haven, because even Ivy Tech is just everywhere. Ivy Tech is in my hometown. IU Southeast, I mean, uh, Purdue's got some in there for for whatever reason. IUPUI is a big one that people recognize. Um, so yeah, it's it's a it's a different animal. I don't really. I mean, like yeah, you get like. 'Cause when I was previously at the NAI level for my first stint, we played a place called Wright State Lake in Lake Ohio or something like that. I don't know I don't know where that was at, but I don't think I've ever seen a satellite campus system like it is here in uh, Indiana, just with, with all that. Um well yeah, I would like to transition this part of the interview where I like to ask some fun questions. Uh how does that sound?
1: It sounds great. Okay,
0: awesome. Uh first question I have for you. And I did not prep you for this. I just realized in my pregame speech, I didn't uh, tell you this. Oh
1: no! <laughs> um, favorite
0: memory in your professional tenure? Uh,
1: playing or?
0: <laughs> uh, it could be either or. I mean, we could talk a little bit. I mean, this is an SID podcast. If you were back on your soccer <laughs> podcast, we could uh, we could have talked about your playing day.
1: No, um, you know, the biggest thing for me is uh, our men's basketball team here claiming the first CCAC tournament championship and how we did it. Um, we were down, oh gosh, like five points. And whoever's listening to this, do not quote me because <laughs> <laughs> they should probably know this. Um, we were, no, we were down nine with 50 seconds or so remaining in regulation. And we were able to force overtime, um, by uh, one of our guys, Dylan Allen, throwing up, a pr- no, okay, not a prayer, a half court heave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sent us into overtime and then we ended up winning it. And it was just the craziest environment I've ever been a part of. Um, And just like being able to see our guys go through so much um, adversity and being able to like be the first team ever in program history to do that and to go to nationals and how we did it was was insane. I was like, did that just happen? (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was, that's probably my biggest memory. Um trying to think of other, other things. Um, obviously, I wasn't um, in the sports info side of it quite yet. Um, I was helping out, like, temporarily at Western Michigan, but when P.J. Fleck was there um, and they went to the Cotton Bowl, that was pretty cool. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. That's really what kind of – comes into mind for me um i was a part of uh the goat over in western michigan dave maureen he's our men's tennis coach and he has like 11 mac championships so i was able to be a part of that which was cool um and then actually going to play well it was was at michigan but we played notre dame um national tournament which was fun but that was some memories that i'll never forget um, those guys are really fun to be around but like to me you know I think it's the teams are what make the memory um and the athletes is what you know I really cherish
0: okay uh what about on the other side what's your biggest horror story if you have um, one
1: <laughs> this goes back to um tennis at Western Michigan okay <laughs> so it was like my first it was in the fall and it was like my first time ever going out to one of our tennis matches. Cause tennis was one of my teams. And, um, <laughs> I went to play the national anthem. It was not, playing. <laughs> it was not playing. <laughs> so I ended up having to improvise and, um, put a microphone up next to my laptop. Oh, that's way
0: and... better than what I did. <laughs> oh, yeah. You yeah you go with yours. I'll tell you mine. Cause it's the same exact thing.
1: That was that was it. I mean, really. Okay. At first, it was like thirty seconds of I was panic. like, "Oh my god, what am I gonna do?" Pure panic. Like you don't even remember your name. You're so panicked. Yeah. And I was like, some some guy. I think he was a parent. He was joking around. He's like, "Why don't you just sing it?"
0: <laughs> well, this is where my story comes into play. All right, <clears throat> I'm gonna make it. I'm about to make your experience just feel like not to diminish your experience. I know that there's panic, but for me, this was my personal hell. Um, I clicked at hockey one time years ago and you hear the doing the noise that you know there's no source file there so it's not playing so I've got a, a, a site administrator gets on the microphone and says we're all gonna sing it together so she gets a mic between me and her and my student workers they're not doing squat they're just they're just standing around there like I'm not singing she forgets the words Halfway oh, no. through the anthem, so guess who's just singing the national anthem at this uh, ice hockey rink? It was me. I left after one. that. Yeah.
1: Okay. Can I
0: ask where this was? This was in <laughs> Fort Wayne. So it was it was a it was a rough time. I did not enjoy myself, and um, I uh yeah that, that I'm
1: embarrassed for you. Yeah, that
0: was. Uh, <laughs> I left after that. That's why I did. To this day, though,
1: that is my biggest fear. Mm-hmm. Is. And game management
0: is the national anthem not working. I had it at USI again, but the, apparently it was at a volleyball game. And apparently one of the volleyball officials was in an acapella group. So he was like, all four, like, here, give me the microphone. Like, let's go, bro. Like, that's what he did. So it was, uh, it was very, very helpful. So uh, dodgeable out there. But yeah, I, I, I understand the panic and the, uh, the, uh, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, so.
1: Those are those days when you go home and you say, that was not a good day.
0: <laughs> Um, yeah. What's one thing you're interested in to learn more about in this profession?
1: Ah oh, man, um you know, obviously like I said, I always want to be better at my graphics and video video editing for sure. Um, you know, I can do the basic stuff on Premiere, but to be able to do um cooler things or also um I know a little after effects. But doing more, um, motion graphics, that kind of stuff, um, would be something I want or I would am working on doing, Mm -hmm. um, the other side of it is admin really. Um, especially like at this level, the admin side of things, um, because you're asked to do so much, um, that at this level, it's important to be that, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, because officials don't understand that they need to contact the sports information director um, in regards to scheduling. So I think that's something that I would really like to, you know, dip my toes in. Um, whether that's I'm going to be an admin later in my years, I don't know what that looks like. Um, but definitely more of that side of things, too, because um, I have been doing more of that now since I've been here compared to the other places that I've been
0: okay um when you're not in the office what are you doing to have fun
1: mm, we have three dogs so they're not doing you right something now, with are they? them <laughs> what'd you say and they're not
0: with you right now are they or else they no okay all right i would <laughs> hang up right now if they were and i didn't see
1: um so that or it's watching notre dame women's soccer that's where my wife coaches
0: oh
1: um, there you go or working out of some sort um that's about it really
0: okay all right well uh next time somebody's in the uh, south bend area what's your restaurant bar recommendation
1: Oof. i'm a big wine person so iron hand is really good okay hang um, on
0: i had to write it down because i'm a big <laughs> wine dude too you know i was not a wine dude iron hand I was not a wine detail. I met my fiance and then she's like, let's go to a winery. I'm like, hell no, because I'm a man and I don't do that. <laughs> and then I get there and holy God, I love blueberry wine. So yeah, <laughs> it's good stuff. That sounds or very sweet.
1: I'm, I'm, a dr- I'm a dry person.
0: Oh, yeah, no way. Sorry. <laughs> no, I can't. For
1: sure, I And you got to go to Corby's. If you've never been to South Bend, you got to go to Corby's.
0: Okay. Awesome. Well, one day I'll make a book of all these uh, all these recommendations. I'll have it on the site somewhere someday. Um, yeah, if anybody had any questions for you, want to follow up with you, it would be the best way to do it.
1: Um, either email or my Twitter. Okay. Probably my Twitter. Twitter is the easiest.
0: And what is that?
1: Uh, Amy, A-I-M-E-E underscore Sinacola, my last name, S-I-N-A-C-O-L-A.
0: Perfect. Well, Amy, thank you very much for coming on. We all really do appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for having me.